When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast, bringing you the latest in sports news, fantasy analysis, and opinions. Don't forget the hot takes. Can't have a sports show without hot takes these days. What about hot cakes, though? Mm, I want some hot cakes. Now, here's your host, ready to jump into the thick of things, Dwayne Callender. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the show. Special edition due to the holiday shopping in Black Friday. I want to get everyone in the best light possible because this show is dedicated to make sure you and your loved ones are not some of those dopes waiting outside, freezing in the cold, looking for these doorbuster deals that really aren't deals. And I'll give you my caveats as to how you should be shopping for your deals and how you should best approximate your time and efforts. Because at the end of the day, especially when it's a Thanksgiving, that's the earliest one ever to boost shopping sales, you're playing into retailers' hands when you show up on Black Friday at the store waiting online at 3 a.m. So this show is dedicated to hopefully mitigating that. So... Without much further ado, I'm going to go into some of the do's and don'ts that I have in mind on this shopping weekend. So, here's the way I go about it. Obviously, you got to do your homework as to what you're shopping for. Because the only way you're actually going to be getting true deals is if you're doing a proper price comparison. And by price comparison, I'm factoring in time required to get said deal. So, realistically, anytime you're going in-store on a holiday weekend, you should be factoring in the time to get there, the amount of gas you're using, and guess what? More importantly, your actual time allotted. So, the factor I would always include, and people always, always seem to neglect this, is how much is your hourly salary, and multiply that by two. Because, guess what? The amount of people being there, the amount of folks being jerks out there, it is not worth the time and energy just dealing with the hordes and crowds stampeding through stores just to save $50 on a deal. I cannot stress that enough. Folks don't properly account for the wasted time that they have. Some folks, for some reason, get off on uh, waiting outside and uh, toughing it out with everyone else and then stampeding. You know, like they, they seem to get uh, some high off of it like they're some kind of gladiator, but realistically, it's just a waste of time. So here's some of the things that I would always say. In order to do your homework, you can do a price comparison between Walmart, Amazon, and Costco. That should give you a decent barometer as to where the major retailer range is. And then from there on out, you can actually do individual Google searches on the actual model number 
of the appliance or electronics device that you're looking at. Because then uh, you can start making sense out of uh, uh, what you have on hand here. Then you can use a, a website like SlickDeals.net. Uh, so SlickDeals obviously is uh, a deal aggregator website where folks are uh, posting it just like a social media page and uh, posting all, all the deals that they have <clears throat> found at different stores and whatnot. And so obviously being the internet, folks are going to be more willing to pounce on deals than others. But, you know, at the end of the day, you'll find a number of deals online that are just as comparable as some of the in-store deals, and you're not wasting the amount of time traveling inside stores and dealing with the carnage inside. Just saying, you know, you don't have to take this piece of advice, but realistically, uh, I can firmly attest over 10 years of shopping uh, since uh, the internet has taken uh, leaps and bounds, that the reason why big box stores and malls are closing down is because of the f- simple fact that you can get online deals as as far out as two weeks before Br- Black Friday, getting the deals that are just as good as the doorbuster deals that you would see inside the store. <clears throat> so, some of you may be wondering, but Dwayne, there are tons of deals that I see that are advertised as in-store only. So let me go into that. <clears throat> few of the things that stores do would be, A, uh, they'll specifically list limited quantities. So, by limited quantities, realistically, the doorbuster deal that you're looking for, they probably only have 10 to 15 of those in store. So, you basically have to camp out there, and you're going to be wasting your time because, you know, there are folks who make a living out of this waiting online just for other people because they're getting paid to do so and being secret shoppers for folks. Yes, this is actually a side business. So, again, you have folks that get paid to wait outside or you have the eBay scalpers. So, basically, you have folks buying stuff on the cheap for doorbuster deals because they're looking to flip it on on eBay uh, within days uh, to capitalize on the holiday shopping spree. So, Again, unless you're looking to make a profit, you know, it doesn't make sense because you got folks that are looking to uh, uh, make their margins on these types of deals. And hey, that's their business model, so so be it. But, you know, as an individual customer, it does make a whole lot of sense un- unless there's something that is so out there. And again, stores know... Uh, what the actual dynamic is. So they're not going to give you the incredible sales that you think you're going to be getting because they've already priced this into their model. So they know what price point that they can get you in the store for. And so they're not going to exceed it that much further. So it, it's almost a waste of time uh, trying to force the issue. So when you see those store sales, yeah, they could have offered that at uh, different points throughout the year. And I'm going to get into that a little bit later on. So that's a tease for you uh, you folks. Uh, so I'll, I'll get into another service that you can kind of approach it from. All right, so getting into some of the hot ticket items. Obviously, you got uh, the Apple products. So I'm going to say this about phones in general. 
you know, the amount of money people are paying for cell phones these days is utterly ridiculous. But, you know, I'm not the one that will ever have the latest cutting-edge uh, cell phone. I mean, I will get one generation behind or two generations behind. But I know personally that the specs of said generations are not very much different than what's currently being sold. Yeah, they'll tout a few more software features, but realistically, the processors of most major Android phones has not changed significantly in the past three years. You can get an LG V20, which was a 2015 phone, and it will still perform up to par with the vast majority of flagship phones being sold today on Black Friday. It's not anything that's... uh, uh, that's going to be anything that's a uh, significantly of an upgrade. The Android phones in general have hit a stagnant period. Apple went through this a couple of years ago too with some of their iPhone generations, but Android has hit a bit of a snag in terms of uh, the spec performance versus uh, the price point at which some of these phones are being sold. So between uh, the Pixel phones, uh, the Galaxy phones, you know, it's a lot of uh, excessive. Uh, pricing that really don't merit uh, the actual performance of the phone in general to some of the older models that have been sold in the past. Now, on the Apple side of things, this has actually changed. The latest model of Apple phones, the 10 phones, those are a technological upgrade over the previous editions. You know, in fact, this is the biggest leap Apple has made from a technology standpoint in at least seven years. However, there's that big caveat that iPhone users can't seem to get over, and it's that notch. That little black space at the top of the phone, some folks can get over it, other folks absolutely hate it. You know, my stance on it is that, yes, the technology of the iPhone uh, is significantly improved. Like, if you were going to upgrade for an iPhone, this would probably be it. But the reason why the iPhone sales are down is that Apple is a victim of its own success. They brainwashed the entire generation of folks that having notches is is unacceptable. So now that Apple is uh, going about it where they are bringing back the notch, folks are just not accepting it. So it's a case where Apple basically caused this problem in the first place. Plus, with the recent reports that the sales for the XS line uh, and the XR, which was the cheaper line, but the XS line isn't performing as well as Apple had initially anticipated, uh, Apple is actually ramping up production of the iPhone X line again. So the uh, uh, the X model is already a year old, but it's actually cheaper for Apple to make, plus it doesn't have the notch. So this is one of those where... I say, I mean, this is just my opinion, uh, so take it for what you will. But, you know, with these kinds of situations, I always feel you're better off just buying uh, a phone a few generations off cycle. Because if you get the new phone, you're going to get the discounted pricing. And, you know what, you still get some of the software updates. Now... It is true that Samsung and Apple cripple their phones after a certain number of years. So you have to bear that in mind when you're in that particular upgrade cycle. There are ways of getting around it, which I will not mention on this podcast because uh, there are different ways of uh, skirting the issue. But that's neither here nor there. 
But uh, what I will say is that when you have services available like Gazelle or Swappa, you know, you can get these newer phones for less from folks that, you know, like buying phones and just trying them out and then selling them again. That's always a possibility. But, you know, my personal opinion is that you're always better off waiting a year or two after a phone release and then buying uh, buying it on the cheap. Because why are you paying in excess of $700 for a cell phone plus billing, uh, even if you're getting billing credits at best, with the taxes that you're paying on top of it, you're still going to be paying uh, in excess of $800. Yes, I know you use your cell phone every day, but realistically, you're kind of playing into cell phone companies' hands when you're accepting of this uh, model because you're not even getting an unlocked phone for the most part with carriers. Unlike Europe, uh, like the U.S., most of the phones still end up being locked to a specific carrier. So, you know, paying the same amount you would abroad and still having a locked phone that you can't use abroad, you know, it, it it's just nonsense to me. But, you know, I, I won't tell you how to make your buying decisions. I would just say that there are better ways of going about it than some of you uh, are currently doing at the moment. All right, so I uh, talked about the cell phones. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the laptop and tablet nonsense uh nonsensical debacle i feel so you know this has been going on for a while uh and i keep getting this question as to should i uh, look at the ipad pro uh, for myself because we want to pare down our electronic devices i will say this about the ipad pro apple is smart enough to know that they will not cannibalize their own laptop sales to make the iPad Pro successful. There's a reason why the iPad Pro has certain limitations. They don't want to have it replace their uh, 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 iPad sales completely, and they don't want it to replace uh, their their MacBook uh, sales. So what they do with the iPad Pro is they price it up, they give you a nice little keyboard, they added... Uh, the stylus pen uh, this year, and now with the latest iPad Pro for 2018, you have to use the folio keyboard and stylus pen. None of the previous editions of the iPad, Pro, uh, none of the previous editions of the iPad Pro uh, accessories will work with uh, this model that's operating off of uh, USB-C input. Uh, so none of your previous accessories are going to work. So you have to uh, uh, go with uh, what they're giving you. It's not going to be your laptop replacement. So, yes, you can save a couple of, uh, like, about 50 bucks all, uh, off of the $800 price tag. Uh, but, realistically, you're paying, you know, at best, with taxes included, you're, you're at best, you're paying just over $800 for a device that cannot replace a laptop because Apple wanted to make sure that it could not replace a laptop because why would they cannibalize their own MacBook sales? It doesn't make a lick of sense. So that's why the iPad Pro has the limitations it does. Yes, it's a nice big 11-inch screen or if you get the 12-inch model. So, uh, you know, you get a bigger screen than you would with the iPad. But when you can still get an iPad for under 400 
or you can just get a MacBook Air. If you really need a, a laptop, there's no reason to get the MacBook. Pro. I mean, there's no reason to get the iPad Pro. You know, it, it's just a niche product that people get, and then they feel the need to actually justify it. It's one of those confirmation bias things where you buy a device and then you try to figure find ways of justifying why you paid that money for the device in the first place. Because, you know, realistically, it doesn't do that much more than you would get from a standard iPad and you paid uh, over $400 more and it's not going to do enough to truly replace some of the features that you would get from uh, laptop uh, software with Apple. It's it's just not. So I always say, like, you know, why compromise? Say it's like you, you, you trying to pare down just made you buy what essentially amounts to uh, a paperweight because you're not going to be truly happy with the performance if you're looking for a laptop and you got the MacBook Pro. And you're always going to be looking at it if you're just constantly using it as an iPad, just saying, why didn't I just get an iPad instead? So that's just where, like, testing out the device and seeing what it can do, it it just, to me, it it doesn't make a whole lot of sense doing the the iPad Pro. I mean, the Surface Pro is further along in getting close to laptop performance than Apple is at the moment. And and again, there's a reason why Apple doesn't want to go that far down the rabbit hole because it will cannibalize their laptop sales the same way that Microsoft cannibalizes the laptop sales of their other uh, manufacturers because laptop sales have been in decline for eight years running now. And there's no secret that tablets are cutting into the laptop sales unless you're going into the premium premium range. Now, the other reason why... uh, laptop sales are going down is because people are buying Chromebooks. So I'll talk about the Chromebooks. Chromebooks, by and large, are a waste of money. (laughs) I'll just say it as simply as that. I mean, yes, they can do basic computing needs, but Chromebooks as a whole aren't that much better than the old netbooks you used to be able to get. So I'll I'll say this about... uh, what you can do if you're if you really want to get the Chromebook, it really comes down to the specs on the device. So at a minimum, uh, you need to have four gigabytes of RAM to to have a Chromebook that's going to run properly. Anything less than that, you are asking for trouble because a Chromebook cannot function properly with less than four gigabytes of RAM. You really want eight, but Four at a minimum. Uh, There's no getting around it. Now, the processor also matters here because you also have to uh, kind of take a look into what processor it's running. If uh, So most of the time, the uh, Chromebook uh, processors on the cheap end, so these are the under $200 deals, you know, the processor you're looking for is the Celeron N3060. The reason why I say that is because a lot of times with these uh, cheaper deals that you'll see around Black Friday is that you'll see a processor that's a Celeron and it's that it that it's a Celeron N and the next number is a 2. 
If it's a 2 Series, don't even bother because that processor speed is worse than some of the processors that are in the the lightweight netbooks that were in operation 8 years ago. And, you, and you're wondering why they do it that way? Because A, it's really cheap to make and some of those processors never really went away. They just rebranded under a different... Uh, different name but it's the same really cheap processor that they're using in the crappy netbooks from days gone by so with that being said uh what are some of the uh, netbook deals that you could be looking at uh there's only one i would actually recommend and and by that i mean you can buy it i mean i wouldn't but you know I know some folks just want to get a really cheap laptop, so uh, if you're doing a netbook, uh, there is a Samsung model uh, with Best Buy uh, for Black Friday, and, and the sales should be going through Cyber Monday. Uh, that, uh, so it's an 11-inch uh, uh, Samsung net- netbook. The model number is XE501C13. So that's a Samsung 11 11.6 inch uh, netbook. I mean Chromebook uh, with uh, four gigabytes of RAM, and the Celeron processor is a 3060 model. Again, that's like 129. You can buy that without having much issues. Uh, I mean the onboard flash memory is 32 gigabytes, but again, when you're buying a Chromebook, you know you're not running Windows software off of it, so that's why. Uh, the Chrome OS is able to function with such limited uh, hard drive space because it's just flash memory. But, you know, the way I, I've said it before, you know, you're better off just paying for a decent uh, laptop, uh, you know, at least an i5 processor. It won't be as light, but that would, would have more functionality than some of these... Uh, uh, Chromebooks uh, uh, and netbooks that people uh, have bought in years past. But, you know, I keep saying it year after year and, you know, people ignore me. So <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I don't know what else to do. It, it, it's just one of those markets that uh, still continues to move on. It fascinates me that it's still it's still as successful as it is. But, you know, uh, to each their own. All right. Now for the main course. The folks who have been listening to us this far have been waiting for me to go into the TVs you should be considering if you're in the market for a TV on Black Friday. And again, the reason why I rip on people going to these stores for doorbuster deals is the simple fact that stores know folks don't actually pay attention to the details and only look at the price tag. They don't bother researching, you know, and guess what? I don't blame stores for doing this because if I were in their position, I'd do the exact same thing. So what happens during the holiday shopping season with retailers? Basically, retailers put together models specifically for the holiday season because they know individual customers are lazy and, and just only look at the price tag. So what they'll do is they'll take a name brand, whether it's, uh, and usually it's on the cheaper side because the major players don't actually do this because 
they don't want their name dragged down by uh, a really crappy TV being sold. So the names you you have to have to be wary of. Uh, you're looking at Westinghouse, uh, Sharp. Uh, these uh, tend to be the ones uh, higher, um, Bolova. Like there are a bunch of them. Uh, uh, I can name a couple more if I if I want to go really into the list, but. Like, these are the ones of, oh, Phillips. Oh, yeah, I can't believe I, I didn't mention Phillips. Um, but, yeah, it, some really cheap models. Now, some of these brands used to have name cachet back in the day, going 10 years ago, especially Phillips and Sharp. They don't exist anymore. They were bought out by conglomerates years ago that are just using their actual names for recognition for basically senior citizens and middle-aged folks like yours truly that actually remember the name and didn't realize that they went out of business years ago. So what happens during the holiday shopping season? Basically, these cheap brands uh, that are pretty much facilitators for uh, basement-level pricing, uh, what they do is they put together... TVs with the cheapest components possible and slap it together as a a holiday specific model for sale in stores for that given holiday shopping season. What happens is, is that they advertise this as a doorbuster deal for, you know, basically you're looking at prices from $250 to under $200 for uh, 50 inch TVs and above. And you're saying to yourself, well, that seems like a great price, Dwayne. Why are you crapping on the deal? And the reason why I would crap on the deal is the simple fact of the matter is that with these types of televisions, because of the component pieces being absolute horse manure, for lack of a better term, those TVs will break on you 9 out of 10 times within the first 3 years. So, when you factor that in, that the TV is going to be shot, you're going to have to buy a new TV within three years. And, yes, you can buy the extended warranty, but that defeats the purpose of getting the doorbuster deal in the first place. Besides, I can get into the whole extended warranty deal because if you're buying with a credit card, which I don't know why people still pay for electronics and cash. It drives me nuts. But... Uh, you know, if you're paying for the extended warranty, you're already defeating the purpose of the doorbuster deal because, again, you're trading in for a model that isn't as good. The only model that you're going to get to replace your crappy model is yet another crappy model because that's the only price point you're going to be able to afford when you buy a doorbuster deal. It, you know, they're not going to give you... Uh, give you money uh, that you can then spend for a good model they're going to give you that same 250 and below refund on on the uh extended warranty you just paid and have to go through the process of filing a claim and going through it and then you're still going to be left with money to buy yet another really cheap brand it you know again not the way i would go about it so case in point Best Buy has a 58-inch 4K TV from Westinghouse for 250 plus tax, free shipping. 
absolutely would never recommend anyone buy this. Again, for the exact same reasons I laid out. The components will break on you, especially given the fact that it's a 58-inch TV. What you actually need on a TV of that size is uh, the actual pixel density and the actual uh, display of the TV to be correlated so that the picture has uniformity throughout. When you get these cheaper components in play, there's no uniformity. So you're going to see patches where the brightness is going to be too high on one part of the TV versus another part of the TV. And so no matter how much you tweak with the settings, it's never going to look quite right. So, again, you can go down that route. And some folks just don't even pay attention. They don't even know what the difference is. So uh, ignorance is bliss in a way. But realistically, if you're actually doing your homework, you would know certain things aren't the best quality. And, you know, for lack of a better term, you're, you're just uh, you're just burning money at the end of the day because uh, you're going to have to get that TV replaced sooner than later. And, you know, you're going to be in the exact same spot as you were before. Whereas if you bought a better brand TV, and I'll go into those, usually you're going to get at least... Uh, six to eight years of good usage out of them before they may actually start showing signs of uh, wearing out. So, again, uh, just uh, things to look out for uh, when you're uh, when you're going about it from a TV buying phase. So, uh, here's another recommendation. So, if you're going for size in a TV, again, you can you can pay less, but there are going to be caveats. So. Uh, case in point here, there were, I saw a deal for a 75-inch 4K TV from Scepter uh, through Walmart for uh, 760 bucks. And you're saying, it's a 75-inch TV for uh, under 800 bucks. What can possibly be wrong with that? Well, with the Scepter brand, they actually do do a decent job with the components. So I don't necessarily worry about Scepter TVs breaking down. I know some folks have had uh, experience with Scepters not functioning as well. But in my uh, my experience, that has been the case. The issue is that Scepter cuts corners not with the picture, but with the audio quality. So Scepter TVs across the board have the worst sound you can ever imagine. Like... Like, this is worse than your laptop speaker sound, uh, in my opinion, for most of their TVs. You don't want to hear the sound coming out of them. So, uh, having a sound bar or hooking it up to an AV receiver is an absolute must if you are buying a Scepter TV. Uh, I will not sugarcoat it. So, you know, if you're looking at that Walmart deal and you're saying, uh, so the model number is U750CV, you know, that TV... You know, again, 75 inches, so I could see folks buying it. But, you know, if you're buying it, chances are you're going to be hooking it up to an AV receiver or sound, uh, uh, sound bar regardless. Because at 75 inches, you're going to be putting that thing up on a wall, given how huge it is. So, that's one where I can give a recommendation. But, you know, some folks would actually buy that TV and just play it on its own. With the awful sound it has involved, even though it sounds like a, a, a tin can speakers, and so that's why, again, if you do your homework, 
you can make uh, make it worth your while. But again, you have to know that there are certain drawbacks when you're going with a very budget model TV like a Scepter. All right, so getting into some of these other models that uh, you should be considering. So I figure I'd go through uh, different uh, sizes and uh, price range uh, points. So if you're looking at it from a standpoint of uh, getting a smaller TV, so we're talking about under 50 inches, uh, I would say two options you can go with would be uh, seeing the Samsung NU6900 uh, over at Best Buy. Uh, the 43-inch model is running just under uh, 280 uh, plus tax. Uh, that will be going on through the weekend. You know, again, base model for Samsung, but realistically, the Samsung models uh, come in with the s- same smart apps throughout uh, all the uh, all the different uh, models that they have. So they're all smart TVs. Uh, realistically, the only difference that you're going to see with some of the Samsung models would be the difference uh, between the input lag. So some are going to be slightly better at displaying sports than others, but by and large. There's not going to be that much separation between some of these units that most individuals would be able to tell uh, for the most part once the TVs are properly configured. Uh, what you do see from time to time would be having to disable some of the effects because so a lot of times, uh, and Samsung's particularly guilty of this, is that uh, they'll have the soap opera effect because of trying to make... Uh, the images move smoother, so uh, it'll be it'll make it a 60 hertz panel. Like uh, the majority of these uh, s- uh, smaller TVs tend to be in the budget range, uh, and try to push them up to 120 hertz. So that's where the soap opera effect comes in because it's basically kind of merging the images. So that's why you get that kind of little ghost-like effect that you te- typically would see on uh, the soap opera shows. So. Again, uh, this would be the Samsung 43-inch NU6900 over at Best Buy for uh, 280 Now, on uh, the other side, we have the TCL brand. And I'm going to talk about TCL in depth here because I think this is the best bang for buck in terms of the television name brands uh, you should be looking at. So, you can get the TCL 49S405. Uh, so that's a 49-inch uh, uh, model. Uh, the the, uh, the S405 is actually the prior year model. So this is a 2017 model uh, for TCL, which was their baseline model. Uh, but by and large, you're not going to be missing a whole lot uh, with this uh, because the, uh, the TCL brand comes in with built-in Roku uh, devices. They have uh, HDR in them. Uh, you have the built-in apps uh, through the Roku. You have a, a live TV pause feature if you're using it through uh, your TV antenna. Uh, I mean, the TCL brand comes in with a number of very nice built-in features uh, that you can use. So that 49-inch of, of 405 model is on sale at Amazon for 280 So again, you got two options here. You got... The 43-inch Samsung for the same price point as a 49-inch uh, TCL model. Now, which one would I recommend? I would say TCL is already on the 
same level as the big boys. Uh, and so I'm talking about uh, Samsung and Sony. And you can consider Vizio a big boy as well, just because now Vizio's been in the game so long that they are actually part of uh, the big boys club. But TCL's uh, has been making strides the last five years. And only seems to be getting better uh, in terms of uh, the feature sets that they do with their models. So, again, in the base range, you are hard-pressed to get more value for your money than TCL, in my opinion. So, a couple of the other deals that they have going on. Uh, Best Buy has uh, the 65-inch 405 model for $400. That's right. 65 inches for the 2017 model for $400. You know, that's not a doorbuster sale either. That was online sale through Best Buy. Now, chances are folks who are hip enough to this would snatch that up immediately because that's a far better value than any other 65-inch set that you're going to be seeing from the no-name brands, or I shouldn't say no-name, but rather... Uh, lesser value uh, brands, uh, to be kind, uh, that you see on sale all the time because those other brands don't actually have the component parts. TCL actually did put together very solid sets uh, thus far because I've got uh, some folks with TCL sets that I've recommended over the years that, you know, that I look back on it, we're, we're going six, seven years now, so... Uh, they they do put the to put together quality TVs and you know with the built-in Roku uh, features uh, that does give you a lot of media uh, capabilities uh, to use with your Netflix or Amazon Prime accounts. So uh, definitely a lot of value for the actual uh, TV itself, and the picture is very good. I mean, you calibrate the settings, you're right up there with. Uh, some of the higher end uh, guys, uh, you know, the difference is that you'll see uh, between the TCL and uh, some of the more expensive brands is just in terms of the advanced features like uh, having HDR10 or the full array local dimming. Uh, and if you don't know what I'm talking about, chances are you won't actually miss or notice the features that I'm talking about, uh, which is part of the reason why I'm recommending the TCL brand over all the other ones, uh, just because, you know, again, unless you're worried about what folks are looking at your name brand TV, realistically, you can easily get the same kind of performance out of the TCL brand. And, you know, again, the calibration settings that you can get from CNET or ratings.com, they would basically put you on the straight and narrow uh, and you don't have anything to worry about with uh, your TV selection purchase. So a couple other TCL models that you can consider. Uh, the one thing TCL hasn't done yet is expand uh, their actual models to go beyond 65 inches. So uh, they have so the they had the four uh, the four series, which was the 2017 model, the five series, which is the uh, current generation. Uh, which is uh, their mid-range model. So the uh, the 65-inch uh, 513 uh, is on sale at Best Buy for $600. And then the 6 Series, which is their top-of-the-line series, uh, so that's the 65-inch R615, that 
model will run you 900 at Best Buy. So what's the difference between the different uh, TCL models? Basically, every one of them has uh, HDR in them, and they all have Dolby Vision sound. So, I mean, it's one of those where... Realistically, the only thing that's a, a different uh, from the top of the line model to the baseline model is the fact that, you know, the the shell of the 6 Series, they have a metal body and they have the local LED dimming zones. Outside of that, there's not a whole lot of difference. So you can, you can get the 5 Series and basically it'll pretty much be the exact same as the 6 Series outside of uh, the dimming. But, again, that really only applies into very limited circumstances uh, for movies if you're watching in the dark. Outside of that, it, you're going to get basically the same level of performance. So, ratings backs this up uh, when they compare the TCL models to Vizio. Uh, I'll get into Vizio shortly. Uh, you're, you're just not going to get much better value for your money than uh, buying a TCL brand. And not there's not even a plug. There's just you know doing the holiday shopping reviews and like kind of testing out some of these TVs in store to see what what they're all about. So moving on, we got the Vizio brand, and you know Vizio's been a player for a number of years now. It, you know nothing really is wrong with Vizio. I you know I I can't say that there's uh, that they have any flaws. It's just that you know now that TCL has come onto the Seen, it's actually kind of supplanted Vizio as the best value brand uh, title that Vizio has held for so long. Because uh, the Vizio sales, uh, they have the P series and they have the PQ series. So the, the PQ series is their Quantum series, which is their top of the line model. But their P series essentially is the more budget brand. So they have the Vizio P55. Uh, so that's the 55 inch model uh, on sale at Best Buy for 650. The 65 version, 65 inch version, is on sale for 900 at Best Buy. What's the difference between the Vizio brand and the TCL brand in terms of picture quality? Pretty much nothing. I mean, realistically. Uh, if you're looking at it, uh, the Vizio brand has a Chromecast built in. The TCL uh, models have Roku built in. The reviews for the individual sets bear out that, uh, you know, from a viewing standpoint, the P series on uh, for Vizio is the better set. But again, for a price point uh, stand standpoint, uh, you know. All things being equal, the TCL is the better value. Uh, and because of the Roku, it's a better interface than using the Google Chromecast. Now, the one thing I will say, though, is if you're looking for overall best value from a premium set, the the Vizio uh, P Quantum Series, that is the top of the line in terms of getting your best value from a premier set. If you're not going down the Sony path, because if you're paying up for a Sony, you're you're paying through the nose. And if you're uh, going through LG to get an OLED set, 
now we're talking an entirely different ball game. So uh, we're going to get into that shortly. But uh, uh, so uh, when I had initially mentioned the Quantum series, the best deal that I saw for a 65-inch set, and that's really the size where I think most people are going to be playing on if they're looking for a main living room set. The best deal I saw was the uh, P-Series Quantum uh, set uh, at 65 inches at Costco for $1,400. This deal actually started three weeks ago. Uh, and, you know, people have been catching wind on it. So, you know, if you've been inside Costco, you sh- you should have been paying attention to this one. If you didn't, sorry. But, you know, it, you kind of missed out. But uh, uh, this is one where, especially with Costco's pricing structure... You know, I would always say for a Costco deal, you buy the TV weeks before Black Friday. Uh, that's another tidbit. You can buy TVs before Black Friday and get the price match done uh, in the store a few weeks later. So, uh, so buy it like two weeks before Black Friday, then uh, you price match it to the uh, to the store after the fact. If not, you know, you return the TV. But that way you kind of give yourself some wiggle room. So you buy the TV, keep it in the box, then get the price match done. They should not be denying it to you, but that's just a little little tricks of the trade for you uh, just uh, moving forward. But anyway, uh, getting back to uh, Costco, uh, you know, with Costco, obviously you're getting the additional warranty uh, included with your Costco membership because all their TVs come with a minimum of a two-year warranty. Plus, if you're buying with a credit card, and again, why you would pay anything else for a television set other than a credit card is beyond me. Uh, any credit card that you're using will have extended warranty included on it already, so that you have extended warranty benefits through your credit card company to extend it at a minimum an extra year. Some, depending on the card, you can get two years out of it, but most cards. Uh, the extended warranty ends after an additional year after the initial warranty period is over. So, again, uh, if you're buying a TV through Costco, you're getting a minimum of three-year warranty uh, in case anything goes wrong. So, by that point, you know, most TVs, again, you're not going to get the failing issue uh, unless it's a lemon. You're not going to get the failing issue until past year five if you get through the first two years. I mean, I mean, that's just the way it is. Uh, so if there's something wrong with the TV, it'll show itself within the first two years. So, again, uh, if you're still looking for a big uh, big set, uh, 65 inches, uh, I would say the best deal overall that I've seen out of all the TV deals I've been comparing uh, over the past month, uh, it would be the P-Quantum series at uh, Costco for Vizio uh, at $1,400. That, that's the best bang for a uh, buck uh, out of all the uh, the brands, uh, including the Sony's, uh, you know the Vizio really did uh, outdid themselves with the Quantum series this year, uh, based off of uh, some of the features that they included. So, if you're looking for top of the line, I would say uh, go with the Quantum series uh, through Vizio. Now, in terms of some other sets you can be considering. If you're not going that uh, far up, because uh, some some folks just look at it as a price point where if they're going above a grand, you know that's their that's their uh, breaking point. So uh, another option you could look at would be uh, at Costco again. You know, and if you're not a Costco member, you can still shop at Costco. You're just going to be paying 
a 5% surcharge for being a non-member. But again, that's not the end of the world based off of some of the deals that uh, you can run into at Costco because, you know, it's a two-year warranty. So, you know, look at it that way. But anyway, for uh, the Costco members uh, and non-members plus surcharge, uh, you can get the Samsung NU8000, which is their one of their top of the line units. It's not quite the highest, but it, it's getting up there. That's their, uh, I would say, the comparable measure to this would be the 5 Series with TCL and Samsung. I mean, obviously, you're going to be paying more because it's Samsung, but at the 65-inch range, you're, you're paying 980 uh, for the NU8000. That's actually a very good price for Samsung. Uh device now if you're going more value then yeah you can look at uh you you can look at uh, getting the vizio for slightly less and the tcl brand as well but again that's where you know it kind of depends on what you're looking for if you're looking for the name brand then fine uh, you're you're more than welcome to go uh, get the samsung but I, I i throw these options out to you guys just so you get a sense of where things are at so, another thing that I wanted to mention is that some folks are looking for multiple usages out of their uh, TV. So, if you've got a TV that you're using for kind of like a bedroom set or a study room, another set you can look at is uh, the LG SK8000 set. Uh, now, in terms of the initial reviews, it's not as popular as some of these other sets because it doesn't have great uh, uniformity with their black levels. So in terms of like, again, the shading of the blacks. So this makes a difference when watching movies. However, the SK-8000 is a tremendous uh, PC monitor and very good for watching sports. So if your function, like what I normally do, is watch a lot of sports and use your TV also as a computer monitor... The SK-8000 makes a whole ton of sense. So right now, uh, uh, through the Facebook Marketplace, and you can access this through uh, your web browser or through Facebook, or go through the Facebook app and go into their Marketplace options, uh, they've got uh, this LG 55-inch set for $500. You know, again, this normally retails for $700, so... You're getting $200 off, you know, yes, Facebook is going to sell your private data, but, you know, guess what? It's already happened. So, I mean, at the end of the day, you can be as mad as uh, with Facebook as you want, but, you know, in the meantime, if they're offering these uh, significant discounts for retailers to sell through Facebook, you might as well buy it anyway because, you know, your your personal data has already been compromised six ways to Sunday if you're still on Facebook at this stage. So, you know why 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 even bother uh, putting up a fight at at at, at this uh, at this moment? It, it's it, the fight has already been lost in my opinion. Uh, the personal data is out there, so it, it, it is what it is. All right. So, uh, speaking of LG sets, so realistically. Uh, the reason why I hadn't brought up LG that much f- in terms of LED sets is that they weren't all that impressive in terms of sales that I saw outside of the uh, SK8000. But one thing I will say is that for those of you who are interested in, in OLED TV, so that 
uh, is the new top of the line set in terms of uh, technology. All right, so the reason why I saved this uh, for later on was to kind of explain why there's a difference between the different uh, marketing terms used. So uh, the comparison between LED, QLED, and OLED TVs. So uh, what's the difference between all of them, and why do people pay up for OLED TVs? So LED TVs obviously is the standard model uh, that TV buyers are using. So uh, LED stands for light emitting diode. Uh, these are the traditional panels uh, that LED TVs have been functioning off of for you know God knows how long at this point because uh, realistically uh, the technology has changed over the years, but this is the same basic concept. Uh, but, uh, you know, most people will be buying LED TVs this holiday season uh, because that's the price range that they can afford. And, you know, it's still the best bang for buck overall. QLED is a new term that uh, came popular around 18 months ago. But uh, it's really just a marketing term Samsung used to describe their latest LED TVs. So, basically, you know, the uh, the... The way LED uh, TVs are usually lit are like a, they're usually lit around the edges, and you know sometimes they'll have a little bit of backlight. The way the Samsung TVs, uh, in terms of some of the later models that they came out with, so like the Q series uh, in particular, uh, they use uh, they use like in between uh, the LCD layer itself and the backlight. Uh, that is used to light up the TV, they'll have an additional filter that is energy reactive uh, so that they have nanoparticles that filter the light out and produce more natural, uh, pure, and saturated colors. Now, does that sound like marketing BS to you? Yeah, in a way it does. But, you know, it is true uh, in terms of some of the higher-end Samsung panels they do produce a very pretty picture. I'm not going to lie. Samsung really does have some nice-looking TVs. It's just that it's from a color standpoint, they're really nice to look at. Now, from if you're telling me that any of these pictures are better than the old-school plasmas, I will laugh in your face. It's not even close to uh, the performance that the plasma TVs used to provide years ago. Now, the reason why plasma TVs aren't around anymore is one simple reason. Cost. Plasma panels are just very expensive uh, from a cost standpoint. Between the glass that's needed to house the phosphorus gas inside of the sets. Yes, there is gas inside of your plasma set. uh, But that's the reason why. It's like there were much heavier sets. The components needed to produce a plasma set were always much more expensive than LED sets. It's just that the plasma sets provided a much better picture and motion blur. I mean, the I love my plasma sets. I, I will, I will shed, I will shed tears when my plasma sets finally die because nothing ever came close to capturing live sports better than uh, some of my Panasonic plasmas. You know. 
I will cry. I will genuinely cry when my plasma sets die. But hopefully that's not for a number of years away from now. Hopefully. But, um, yeah, so with that being said, uh, plasma sets went the way of dinosaurs because, you know, from a cost standpoint, manufacturers realized that, you know, consumers are dumb enough to buy anything. And if you tell them an LED set looks better than a plasma set, they will eventually believe you. And that's what happened. So, uh, you know, QLED can claim whatever they want. You know, it's not a better picture than plasma. Now, OLED sets have come the closest to capturing what plasma sets used to do. So, what are OLED TVs? These are TVs that can adjust the luminosity of each of their pixels individually. So, the way uh, plasma used to work was it was gas inside, so it would formulate the picture. With OLED TVs, because each pixel is adjusted uh, individually uh, by the the luminosity of the room, it allows uh, the OLED TV to turn uh, turn off uh, certain pixels off completely given situation. So if it's supposed to be a movie where it's supposed to be a dark setting, it can literally turn off the individual pixels so that you have true black levels. That's the that was the difference between plasmas and LED TVs. The plasmas can truly capture uh, a dark room. It, like the blacks would actually be black. The LED sets, the blacks would be slightly gray. It's like they've gotten better over the years. Don't get me wrong. It's not like uh, they can't render a black picture, but it's not it's not truly. Uh, a uniform black picture. It's just you could see certain areas on uh, cheaper sets where, you know, you see a little bit lighter than it was uh, uh, in some of the darker areas. So, OLED TVs kind of get around that in that, you know, it's uh, for it, it's from the standpoint of it can actually capture the true black levels. Now, the issue that happens with OLED TVs is the fact that because they are so much like plasma sets, only cheaper to make, is that because of the high contrast that can happen, and uh, by them being able to adjust individually, you can have image retention if you uh, play, uh, play it on a certain thing long enough. Now, the original plasma sets were notorious of having you know images stuck on the screen because they were watching certain channels too long. So like... Uh, if you're watching ABC or CBS, uh, the ESPN line ticker, uh, you know, those things would get stuck on plasma sets, the early version of the plasma sets, uh, if they kept on too long. Now, over time, they got better with the technology so that, you know, images uh, that stayed on screen, like a placeholder or a watermark, uh, wouldn't permanently be burned into the image of the TV. Uh, what ha- happened with the OLED sets? Same same thing. They can actually retain certain images if you're not careful. Now, this requires hundreds and hundreds of hours of being fixated on certain images. So, you know, the folks who were kind of doing this were basically doing it intentionally or somehow left their TV on for a long weekend, which, again, I don't know how folks managed to do this, but then again, there are certain folks that leave their sink running and flood their entire apartment and everything below them, so... Not that, you know, I've had that happen to me. I've just seen the horror stories. But, um, 
Yeah, anyway, uh, just getting into it, it's like for an OLED standpoint, you know, it's the closest thing you will get to a plasma picture. So that's why people pay a premium for these sets because they want the best picture possible. And over the last couple of years when plasma was getting phased out, there was nothing to supplant plasma. It was just all of these LED sets, but nothing quite to the level of uh, of which we see out of these OLED sets. So, in terms of OLED uh, TVs, the leader of the pack uh, by far is LG. LG's been at the forefront for the OLED technology. Uh, Sony, you know, strangely enough, uh, even though they were uh, one of the biggest plasma manufacturers along with Panasonic, both uh, Sony and Panasonic have not really gone into the OLED market. It's been a lot of uh, LG playing on it. So uh, the set that I wanted to bring up uh, was uh, this. And if you're going to OLED, you 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 better go all the way. So you're you're looking at it. It's like it's no. It makes no sense getting an OLED set anything less than uh, 60 inches. So I would say you get the 65 inch set for OLED. OLED because that is going to be your showpiece television. I mean, unless you're so loaded that you can afford multiple OLED sets. And if you are, why are you listening to this podcast? Just go out and buy the sets. It's like you don't need to listen to me to give you recommendations uh, on how to manage things on a budget. But anyway, yeah, so the LG E8 series, uh, 65-inch set. So uh, this is uh, a 65E8P. Uh, that is on sale through eBay's Daily Deal for uh, Black Friday this Friday uh, at twenty one forty nine. Normally, these sets retail for I would say anywhere from twenty five hundred and up. So you're getting a significant discount of it coming down. I mean, yes, I know you're with tax. You're still paying over twenty two hundred, but. Given the fact that it is one of those uh, situations where uh, an OLED set is going to cost that much money, you're not going to get an 80-inch panel for OLED without paying five grand. It, it, it's just not happening. So it, you got to be able to understand where the price point is. So uh, that would be the OLED recommendation I would give. Uh, is to get the 65-inch uh, E8 set uh, for uh, just under 2200 and uh, call it a day. But, uh, again, you're paying through the nose uh, to get an OLED set. But, you know, if, you, if you're looking to replace a plasma set uh, that's going by the wayside, that's the route you got to go because otherwise you're going to get disappointed uh, that none of these LED sets can keep up with your old plasma from a couple of years ago. So, what other avenues have we not touched upon yet? And I'm going to get into it, because remember how I brought up before, there are other avenues that you can explore to get deals that you don't normally see. The way it used to go about in the old days... And by old days, I mean less than 10 years ago because you could do this with brick-and-mortar places. So I'm talking about the PC Richards of the world, 6th Avenue Electronics. Uh, you know, if you go further back, uh, obviously the Wiz. 
But, you know, you could go into uh, certain places and you could haggle down TV prices because, you know, at the end of the day, an electronic salesperson is going to be trying to close that deal. So, uh, as the saying goes from Glengarry Glen Ross, always be closing. Uh, you know, so you could be able to haggle out a deal. Now, with the internet age, a lot of these retailers are going by the wayside. And you got more big box stores like Best Buy still hanging around, but you can't haggle with Best Buy because, you know, they got to operate by their what the corporate office tells them. So they, they can't negotiate sales down. Uh, they just got to go by what's priced around the country. So you can't do that anymore. But there is an alternative. Greentoe.com. And no, this is not an ad for... Uh, their services, but I will say this, that from what I've seen, you can get great deals through Greentoe uh, for TV, electronics, and appliances by looking at the model. And again, this is where doing your homework comes into play. So the way Greentoe operates is that you uh, you give them the model number that you're looking for. They'll, they'll pull it up uh, and see if they have any availability of that particular product line with their retailers and what you do is you basically bid on you put in an offer as to how much you're willing to pay for a device and what uh, green toe does is uh, they take your offer quote you're you're going to be uh, basically putting in your payment information so basically once you make an offer through green toe you're you're bound by the offer if it gets accepted so uh what you would do is you know you kind of figure out what the marketplace value is for your device and you know, I would say you're typically trying to price it under by uh, anywhere from 15 to 25% off. Now, depending on the retailer, because Greentoe works with a number of retailers that are all authorized uh, resellers of television sets. Oh, actually, that's another caveat. One thing that folks should always be aware of is where they're buying the TV from. Because every retailer that you're buying off of should be able to certify that they're an authorized reseller of your television set. And you can double-check the name of the retailer uh, with uh, authorized resellers on the manufacturer's website. So Sony, Vizio, TCL, uh, Panasonic, Samsung, they all have uh, their listings for authorized resellers. So if you're buying from a place that's not on that authorized list, I would highly recommend that you don't buy it from them because A, there's a chance that the warranty might not be picked up because they will say that you didn't buy from an authorized seller of their television set uh, because the uh, the guy could have gotten it off the back of a truck and there might have been a defect with it. So they may find a way to wiggle out of uh, covering your television set. I'm just saying that's a possibility. So, again, going back to Green Toe, the way Green Toe operates is that they work with authorized resellers only. And they take your offer uh, to these different retailers and see who is willing to take the bait. Like, sometimes they'll be willing to accept the offer. Other times they'll want to counter you. Green Toe basically gives you uh, an estimate uh, percentage as to how much uh, you're looking off on the device and how likely it is you're going to be able to find success. So what you can do is you can uh, put in an offer. So I'll give you an example here where... uh, you can get a 65-inch Sony X900F. The Sony series, uh, so the uh, the F series uh, uh, with Sony, so the 900F is their their t- 
top of the line premium series for LED sets. Uh, you know, at a 65 inch set uh, for the X900F, the typical going rate for the, those uh, sets would be 16 to 1700 on sale. I mean, the retail price is two grand, but you know, 16 to 1700 would be a typical price for the 65 inch set uh, for Sony. Now, with Green Toe, the way they operate is that, you know, they take your quote. So, one of the examples here would be, you know, you offer uh, a quote at $1,300 or $1,350. What would happen there is that, you know, most retailers know that, you know, you're lowballing them. So, they're going to come back with a counter offer anywhere from $1,500 uh, to uh uh, anywhere from fifteen hundred to fourteen hundred, because that's pretty much the break-even point where it's like they can still make a sale on that television set uh, without it being too much of a discount. So, you know, again, you could get a uh, a sale for the X nine hundred F at sixty five inches between uh, fourteen and fifteen hundred dollars. And even when it's on sale normally through Amazon or Best Buy, you're paying fifteen hundred plus tax. With Green Toe, tax is included. So that's another thing you have to factor in uh, with this place. So tax, shipping, all that's included. So realistically, if you're talking total bundle here, you're saving over three hundred dollars with taxes and shipping by going through Green Toe. Now I'm not doing this to plug Green Toe, I'm just saying that you know, this is the way uh, folks used to be able to kind of haggle down deals in the old days. Can't really do that anymore. So the sites like Green Toes have kind of stepped in to fill the void. So that's another option you can do. If you're more savvy about the shopping process, uh, you can kind of use this to your advantage, especially around this time of the year. So another set, uh, because I've seen folks ask about the 80 inch sets. And if you're buying an 80 inch set, you're going to be paying over three grand normally, at minimum. So for the 80 inch sets, uh, you got the Samsung Q6F. So even with a Black Friday sale advertised on Amazon, the Q6F at 82 inches is going to go for three grand on Amazon on sale. That's the sale price on Amazon. Uh, it's going to be three grand. On Green Toe, you can get that same t- television set, the Samsung Q6F at 82 inches. You can get that for just over $2,700, including tax. On Amazon, you're going to be paying tax. I mean, that's just the way it goes nowadays. Amazon's collecting tax. So three grand plus tax, depending. I mean, in my neck of the woods uh, for New York, you're, you're paying almost $300 in taxes. So, again... Green Toe, if you're doing it through there, you can uh, you can get that set, including taxes, shipping. You can get that for just over twenty seven hundred. So, I mean, if you're doing the math here, three grand plus almost three hundred dollars in taxes versus just over twenty seven hundred on Green Toe, that's six hundred dollars, folks. That that ain't anything to sniff at. Uh, you know, that's a significant savings. Uh, in your wallet that you could go use to buy a sound system uh, to go along with your new fancy television set. 
But these are the things that I talk about because, you know, folks have to be cognizant of that. I mean, this same same television set, the Q6F, if you get the A2-inch version, uh, Costco still has a deal through the 27th where certain Samsung sets, you get a 15% uh, a cash card uh, to shop at it, shop at in the future with Costco if you buy a Samsung set through them. But again, you're paying tax on top of it. So, you know, even with uh, the the 15% savings, yeah, you could get uh, the the 15% cash card and pay the three grand at Costco. But the tax is what kills you. So my point is is that. You know, if you're smart about doing your shopping, you'll be able to navigate certain websites uh, to be able to make the best use of the deals that you can come across. So, again, greentail.com is one website I would suggest checking out. Slickdeals.net is another. And then if you're shopping through Amazon... CamelCamelCamel.com. Yes, that's three camels.com. As well as, uh, you know, because you can never be too sure, FakeSpot.com. Because FakeSpot does the hard work of uh, checking reviews on Amazon and other websites to make sure that they're legitimate reviews and not paid, uh, paid reviews. Because there are folks who get paid to get positive reviews on certain products. But, you know, these are things that you can do to kind of prepare yourself to do the proper shopping experience online for stuff. But uh, I I say this uh, because televisions are the most clear example of the consumer not being knowledgeable enough in the marketplace because I see too many people buy sets not understanding what their actual need is other than looking at a name brand only. And Lord help you if you're you're basing your decision strictly off of watching the television set only inside of an electronic store. That is the worst way you can go about shopping for a TV. Please don't do that. Please. If there's one thing you can take from this podcast is do not shop for a television set strictly by looking at what's in the television setup and an electronics retailer. There's so many ways you can go about look making certain television sets look like crap if you need to push sales on another TV set to look good in comparison. So don't do that. Please don't do that. All right. So before I sign off, I got one last rant in me. I mean, we're well over an hour into this podcast special, but hopefully you guys have gleaned enough information as to things you should buy, shouldn't buy, and at least keep an eye out for in the future so you can better help prepare yourself to shop for deals. One particular product I'm still struggling to see the value in, and that's wireless earbuds. And I'm talking about AirPods. Between AirPods and the wireless earbuds that uh, derivative uh, manufacturers have been knocking off, I fail to see the value in these devices. I may just buy one for the hell of it just to test it out myself uh, beyond just using it in the store. But the biggest caveat I have with AirPods and their ilk is the fact that, A, they're really expensive. 
because uh, you're paying well over a hundred dollars for a decent pair of uh, these earbuds. Normally, uh, the AirPods will run you one forty uh, to one fifty. Uh, the Jabra uh, Elite sixty five T normally runs for one fifty. Uh, they were on sale at Amazon right now for one twenty, brand new. But and they have better reviews than the AirPods. But here's the thing. When I'm looking online for sales on these devices, you know what the number one sales item is for AirPods and uh, the Jabber devices? It's not the devices themselves. It's for the replacement earbuds when they fall out of your ear. Because guess what? Most of the people using these devices are in the gym already. So if you're in the gym and you're jogging, you're being uh, completely active... No earpiece is going to stay firmly in your ear the entire time. At some point, whether it's because of the cold air, moisture, something's going to happen and it's going to fall out of your ear. And you may uh, may pick up on it, but it may it may be dark. It may not you may not be able to notice it. You could be in the middle of uh, Times Square and dealing with a whole bunch of people around you. You really going to spot where that earpiece fell out to? There's a reason why the replacement earbuds are so uh, prevalent in terms of sales. It's because people are losing them left and right, and you know you're paying another fifty dollars down the drain to get a replacement bud. You know, I don't understand why you can't just get a cord with your Bluetooth earbuds. It, it to me, it's just it's just such a waste because, like, again, if if it falls out of your ear for any reason, because again. You can have a great fit, but you know, you work up a sweat or you get bumped by someone that thing could easily go flying out and you're screwed, you know? So please bear that in mind when you're buying those devices, because again, if you don't believe me, go watch the, uh, watch the, uh, the, the top sales, uh, for, uh, on eBay for those types of devices between the earbuds and any kind of wireless earbud set, especially, uh, the Bose and the Jabra's uh, of the world. It's the replacement earbuds, even more so than the device themselves, because the early adopters already bought the device and have already lost a pair of earbuds, so now they need to buy the replacements. So, again, food for thought. You can take from it what you will. I mean, I don't expect everyone to agree with my stance on these types of matters, but, you know, it's just one of those pet peeves of mine that it's like, don't buy something that you know you're going to need to replace in less than two years. And I don't see scenarios where you're not going to lose at least one of those earbuds within two years. There are too many scenarios where I see that thing coming loose and you not being able to track it in time until you're screwed. But be that as it may, it will still be one of the hottest selling items uh, ahead of Christmas because it's the cool thing to look like, but you know, I'm just saying there are better ways to spend your money that are far more cost effective, and you don't have to worry about losing them. So that's going to do it for the show today. Hopefully, you enjoyed the special, and uh, uh, definitely pass the word along to your friends if you you got anything good content out of this, and listen to the. My usual show for uh, Fantasy Sports Breakdown and the World of Sports. Uh, But uh, uh, again, uh, hope you all had a very nice Thanksgiving dinner. Try not to get yourselves injured 
with Black Friday shopping. And if you know someone who's going to do the Black Friday shopping, just point them to to this podcast. And hopefully I can talk some sense into them because they really are wasting their time. Because I cannot see scenarios where most people are not making enough money that they can actually find worthwhile alternatives that don't waste their time as much as standing in line for Black Friday. So that's all for now, folks. Uh, Take it easy. And, uh, you know, I hope for nothing but the best for you in the upcoming year. So uh, have a good one, folks, and I'll see you next time.